Hey, Ricky Rackman here, and you are listening to Middle Age Metalheads. I'm going to be honest with you guys, I think the name's really stupid, because I don't want to be reminded we're <laughs> middle age, even though I know that you're all about the greatest music from the 80s and 90s, but Middle Age Metalheads, it hurts because it's true. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of Middle Age Metalheads. I am Michael Stamps out here in Sellersville, Pennsylvania, freezing my balls off. David Timoney is with us too. He is in a recycling mode in Philadelphia. Already. Oh. If you hear cans, David's in the building. That's right. We've got the Metal Lord, Colin Fosler, coming from us, coming to us from like Whitehall, Pennsylvania, and of course John Harden. And well, Austin, Texas. I'm not sure what the weather's like, but like, here we are again, friends. Did you say it's cold, John? It's good, dude. I mean, the mornings have been starting like in the high 30s, low 40s. It ain't, you know. Wow, wow. for Austin? Holy cow. Dude, it snows here. Mm-hmm. I was not where, aware. Where I'm at, it's uh, 39 degrees. Yeah, there you go. That's 33 in Philly. Yeah. Anyhow, so. Tonight's episode, our conversation is going to revolve around, as the title suggests, these bands existed. <laughs> you know, you know we, 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 of course, uh, we spend a lot of time as uh, middle-aged metalheads sort of regaling and revering the sort of pantheon of uh, the great metal acts, the bands that have survived 50 years of metal, if we like, go back to like the... You know, the Hallmark album of the, the first Black Sabbath record. And we, we spent a lot of time regaling, like, particular bands who, like, had, like, a good string of records, who uh, achieved a, a, a more than just a fair modicum of success. Uh, so, in the spirit of that little creature that we know as uh, Rock Gut Raccoon, we're going to do a little dumpster diving. But, like, again, what, what Rock Gut often does, too, is, like, he brings the treasure out of the trash that you might have otherwise forgotten, neglected, didn't get like the same sort of like affection or financing, or certainly not like the sort of like backing or, or you know, radio airplay or MTV airplay. But as, as, as Colin, of course, would, would probably insist, like if it's metal, I like it. Uh, Absolutely. So we're, we're, we're going to spend some time, like, uh, you know, sharing some songs from some really, they're intentionally obscure bands. Um, and, and the questions about their obscurity will be part of our conversation, too. Um, but I think there's something that we have to do this week, which is the Week, week in, in Metal. metal. The Week in Metal. Starting the weekend metal this week, David. Uh, you know what? I am going to pull a Colin Bosler, and I'm going to tell you about a show that I went to. Wow. 
with Colin Mosler. I am spending um, so much time. <laughs> I'm spending so much time with the Metal Lord these days. I don't know. Legitimately, between Zoom and concerts, you have seen Colin more than his family. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's yeah, totally absolutely true. true. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I uh, I managed to get on the fast track from the end of my work day to over wherever the heck we were in Philly at the Fillmore to catch what was supposed to be Midnight Creator with a K and Merciful Fate. And uh, we talked about this when they announced the show, the little mini tour they're doing, that this is an extension of their work. It is not a reunion. Um, and uh, let me tell you, we saw these guys, well, we saw King Diamond uh, last, what was it, two years ago, three years ago? Uh, two or three. About three years ago. About three years ago. Remember. With Uncle Acid and Idol Hands and some other band. Um, and I thought he sounded great. Let me tell you, he sounded ten times better. It was so good. The, the, the bass player, Joey Vera, was not there because he's on tour with Armored Saint. And um, there was some chick bass player there who apparently had Colin's attention. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, she's a looker. There's no, I mean, she was the youngest person in the room. Um, and they were fantastic. Literally from the point, you know, like the point you realize they're about to go on. Like, there's that silence. And then, like, the low rumble of, like, a keyboard sound, like a pad. Um, mer- huge Merciful Fate logo across the scrim out front. And, man, they were so good now they were also super loud it was mobbed i had a place was not that packed for anthrax it was not that packed for any show i've ever seen there it was butts to nuts from the bar to the front of the stage and wow they sat the band sounded great king diamond sounded phenomenal um he looked good i love the new outfit i i the thing I struggle with is like he's got this crazy new makeup and like a crown going on and a, and a robe, and he looks awesome until you remember he has a mustache that is like hidden in the makeup, <laughs> and then it kind of looks a little Charlie Chaplin-y. Um, Peter Chris, yeah, <laughs> Chris, right? Um, the other thing that I think is a little goofy is that he talks in between some of the songs. And he reminds me of like when Odorous Yurungus used to try to put on like a foreign accent. And he's like, Joey Vera couldn't be with us tonight. So uh, <laughs> we asked this person and she sounds great. And I'm like, dude, what? Are you like a video game character? <laughs> it's, really, it's really strange. But you know what? It was so good. And I had to step out. It was really louder than I had planned. Um, and I didn't bring earplugs because I was just, I was flying to get to the show because I thought I was going to miss it. Um, and it was great. It was great. Colin was there, of course, um, and his buddy Shane, and I saw some other people I knew there from from around the way. Um, but it, this is what I found after the fact, right? So I was like, oh, you could probably find it because, you know, people shoot a lot of stuff on their phones and all that. King Diamond is putting all of the shows on his Twitch account. Like, he's got a guy in the audience shooting the show live on Twitch, which I think is awesome. Right? Like, not everybody can get to the shows, and even if they can get to the shows, they're going to want to see the shows. And the fact that he's hosting his own little video bootleg is great. And then, of course, there's a really good, like, some dude with with an iPhone 14 sitting in the balcony shot the whole show, and that looks great as well. Um, So there's plenty of opportunities to see it yourself. 
and I encourage it. I got a couple of nice pictures that uh, I think John touched them up in, in uh, Lightbox or whatever the heck that thing's called. And uh, no, it was a ton of fun. Uh, it ended early, which is great for us old people. And I parked on somebody's lawn, so thanks, nice. Billy. <laughs> Colin, what was your take on that that nice ceremony of metal? Well, I was there early enough to see Creator. I, we oh, missed yeah. we we missed midnight because parking was just crazy. We had to walk parked on somebody's lawn. Yeah, I, I didn't do I didn't do the lawn part. I parked in a in a parking lot. Uh, silly me. So it it took us a long time to even get in there. So we missed midnight, uh, but we got to see Creator, who I just I love the the, the energy that Creator has still. Uh, I was never into them back in the day, but I am into them, into them now, as as I've talked about on the podcast. And uh, he did a great job as an opener for King Diamond again. Lots of energy, lots of, of good crowd participation, and I agree with everything David said. I was really impressed by how well the the whole Merciful Fate show was. I had never seen them live. Uh, the big upside down cross comes out. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, like yeah, David that's said. That's what I was gonna say, man. Like, at least they're going the distance with staging and shit. They could have oh. cheaped out and just oh. been like, "Hey, yeah. here's a black curtain. Enjoy it." You oh, know they what had I mean? A, they it's had like a... you go to Wasp and Blackie's been talking about, you know, for a year now how how big a production it is. It's bullshit. Oh, uh, John, don't his, ruin it for us. We're gonna. Oh, wait till we get to my week in metal. We're gonna have a chat. Like, yeah. Yeah. no, see, no. I, I think the staging is. I mean, John, you said you said that first picture looks like it's killer. Know, looks like hell. Look, yeah. <laughs> there's a concert in hell, dude. King Diamond sang the first three or four songs in a freaking goat mask. Yeah, it's awesome. It was, and, and I don't the, even the, like Merciful Fate. This, and I was jealous. This is the thing that that got me though. He's wearing this like huge, like not like a small mask, like oh, no, huge goat horns, right? And the mask covers all the way down, like just past his top lip, and he is killing it. The robe, everything. The guitar player is there in like a leather vest and a baseball cap on backwards. Yes, yeah. he looked like he was going to the mall. I didn't <laughs> quite get his look on stage. I was like, dude, what, what is this guy maybe doing? Maybe he was some sort of like make a wish thing. Like maybe <laughs> he's not in the band. Like, you know what you know he looked I mean? like? Maybe he won a he contest. Looked, like, he looked like the guys you see at Guitar Center who pick up a guitar and just start playing while everybody. Yeah, <laughs> Vinnie like he looked like he was just going to go and sit and sit in with somebody for a little while. I was like, what are you wearing, man? Why did you take this a little yeah. seriously? The other guitar player was dressed appropriately as was the bass player lady yeah, yeah colin it was either the giant cross or a stage outfit for him and it's like <laughs> well, we're gonna need the cross so you lose man baseball yeah, sorry, bro. Coat. yeah king diamond's like hey yeah, i'll give you a free hat <laughs> <laughs> but i but it, it was it was really uh it was really a good night i i had my earplugs so i didn't have to go yeah. the and, merch and leave dude the merch was great too anthrax's merch sucked now it was like the last show of their run but their merch sucked King Diamond's merch was killer, and they had they had tote bags, dude. They had canvas, merciful fate tote bags. Yes. Per- perfect to take to your bridge meeting. Exactly. Like, yeah. The only thing they didn't have oh, was those little club. was those That's little right. like metal carts that you take to the laundromat. <laughs> I I sell those tote bags at my store. <laughs> the Merciful Bay ones? Uh, I have Metallica, Iron Maiden. Stuff oh, okay. They, they sell. Yeah, people like those. I, I think they're album bags, you know, like like Toast for Your Album, record stores. Well, the, uh, some dude dropped like $100 on shirts, and he's like, do you have any bags? And the guy's like, only the one we sell. <laughs> and it's up there. It's like the kind of thing you'd like take to the library. Did he buy one? Put your sewing in it? No, he did not. <laughs> you, take it, you take it to the tea room, too. It's perfectly appropriate. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, and again, like we, we saw when we saw... Uh, 
we, we saw King, uh, yeah, almost like three years ago or so. Like he was doing like the meet and greet stuff. So like he knows like, how do I monetize this? And like, you got to have quality shit. People don't come out to see, he doesn't make it out here very often. And when, when he comes, it's like, he's going to like scoop up all the cash he can as he should and do it well. Yeah. Well, that's good. Like, don't leave people like uh, disappointed. You can buy like anthrax shirts on, on the internet. John, what do you got for your week? Oh, hold, hold on. You mind if I finish oh. real quick? Because I had, I had, Not merciful like at all. but I also, but I also, speaking of bullshit. So I don't, and I had did not, I did not see enough <laughs> of it. Of Pardon <laughs> me, Michael. Speaking of, uh, speaking of, speaking speaking. of bullshit. So I, as, as John pointed out earlier, I'm, I'm reading Blabbermouth and somebody talks about that OzFest, the virtual OzFest that came out last ah. weekend. And it, and it says, you know, somebody should have pulled the plug. It was terrible. So they have some videos posted. Oh my God. That, it looked absolutely horrible. Now how I'm much not, of it, how much of it was new? Colin, I know you said there was going to be a, an old Motorhead set. That they the were Motorhead including. set was old. The Megadeth was just a video. I think I think it's kind of whatever the bands, I guess, wanted to give them. It's, it's right. kind of the just and oh, and the the, the Jesus, what a waste of time. Oh my God, it was. Te- but and the graphics, and I, I know I didn't have goggles on and looking at it in the VR world or whatever, but it looked absolutely terrible. It looked like a Minecraft game or it looked like some eighth graders project that he put together to to try to win an award for technology use or something. And Ozzy was, played live. I, I think. Yeah. Now, well, I mean, the little the, the figure, I, I didn't, I watched the video enough to be annoyed by it, and then I yeah. stopped. <laughs> I, but I, and I kept clicking like, oh, it's really good. Oh my God, the video of, of uh, Lemmy and, and the little figurine, the figurine of Ozzy, the little people running around, climbing on the walls. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then and then in the middle, they have some guy, I think his name was David or something, and it said, David is speaking, shut the fuck up, is what it said on the sign. And then he tries oh, to tell you Oh, that was that's Big the... Dave. That's oh, the that... guy. Yeah, that's the guy who works for the Osbournes. He's sort of like just their man Friday. Uh, well, how he managed to keep his sanity to try to sell this product yeah. is, abs- well, is he, absolutely terrible. You know, terrible. he's had a job with those guys for like 30 years. Uh, when I did that video with Kelly Osborne, Dave was the one who brought her to set. Like, okay. That, he's been well, around the family a long time. Then, then I guess as a company man, he did what he yes. was told. Yeah. But uh, man, I'll tell you what. If you have a if you if you have a moment to, and you want to spend the moment checking out some pretty lousy looking videos, look up that Ozfest thing. It is dreadful. Hard that, pass. That ends my weekend. Dude, there you go. An angry Colin. Oh, just I because don't. It's my favorite. <laughs> Not good for. Well, anyone. because if you're gonna hype this, put out a quality product, right? Yeah. You would rather see three eleven on the lawn. Exactly. I mean, don't, don't tell us how great it's going to be and then put out something that looks terrible. I mean, not just bad, insultingly bad. I'm so glad you're Let's not my talk boss. about saying how great something is going to be and then it's it's not. So, I recently saw Armored Saint and Wasp in San Antonio, Texas, uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks maybe. Who was singing for that band? John Bush. I saw actual Armored Saint. <laughs> we'll get to that too. So Armored Saint was fucking awesome. Like I, I had bought the tickets early. We had front row, and Armored Saint was killer. They were so good, and it was only a few days after we spoke to John about the tour starting, and it's like they were just in fine form. Like the entire band crushing it, top to bottom, so good. And then Wasp, you know, you're you're not really sure what's what's going to be coming out. And for the longest time, Blackie had talked about, this is the biggest show that I've done in, you know, 
20 years. This is what I always wanted to do. This is the presentation I want to give the fans, this and that. It's literally circus posters just just on pole. <laughs> and then they pull down two of the circus posters and there's a video screen and behind him, whatever song they're playing, they just play the music video for that song. Oh man. So it's like, if they're playing Wild Child, here you go. Here's the video for Wild Child. <laughs> oh, you like Blind in Texas? Here's the video. I will say, his band is pretty decent, and I don't know who, who it is. It's just Blackie, and he's got some sort of, like, giant skeleton microphone stand bullshit. I think he's lip-syncing. <sighs> if not lip-syncing, he's getting help, because... There's no variation in the vocals. The vocals just sound like the album. And I, I turned to my wife and I was like, we were close enough. I mean, like I said, we were front row and I was intently watching him. And I swear to you, I think that skeleton thing is to give him a little cover. That he can be behind the giant skeleton head and these handlebars that he that he hangs on to, like you know, with with this skeleton, you know, motorcycle rider. Like a motorcycle, yeah. And and I think that skeleton's there to take away some of what you would see with Blackie, because I, to me, and I might be wrong, but to me, he either sounds exactly like he did in 1982, or he's using tracks. And it was just, it, I, I really did find it kind of boring. We didn't even stay the entire set. We watched what? it for, for about an hour. It, Colin, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, That's dude, one of your we, bands, we, too. Yeah, I love them. But I mean, after a certain point, you're like, there's no charisma happening on stage. Blackie's Which is just one of their songs, hiding behind this skeleton. And the other guys you've never heard of. So what's the appeal in watching just a, a band for hire? I don't know. Blackie karaoke. I don't know, man. I, I wasn't that into it. Obviously, I think I'm in the minority because you see a lot of people posting online how much they love the show and this and that. Good for them. Uh, and, you know, a couple days after us, they played in Dallas and it, they actually sold so many tickets. The venue got closed by the fire marshal. Wow. Wow. So the tour is doing well. I just thought it was a little thin. It's tough when it's tough when when there's like another act and the other act kind of closes the place down. When we wow. saw, like I, when we saw when we saw uh, Prong, Obituary, and Black Label Society, I was just talking to somebody about this today on a, on a Facebook page. Obituary was so good, I I could have gone home. I was good. Yeah. I, was like, I was good. And that's not that's not even saying I'd never seen Black Label Society, so I wanted to see him. Yeah. But if that was the end of the show, if it was just the two bands, I'm like, I got my money's worth. That was great. Right. Well, I, you know, I like Mike and I were saying during the Armored Saint episode, these guys are a band that is still right in the pocket. They're putting out great music. They're still making great albums. And live, they're just so good. Yeah. They're so it's, solid it's, and it's, polished. It's, it's, it's really fucking unbelievable. It's like it really it, is. It, it defies all your expectations. I, they're the same age as Wasp in terms of, of a band, and it, and you know, Armored Saints got a ton of original members, and Wasp has Blackie. And the difference between those two bands, the chasm couldn't be wider. And you guys wow. will see as you're going. It's just Armored Saint and and Dave. I felt sort of the same way, it, and we kind of did. After Armored Saint was done, I was good. 
Yeah. Like because Wasp just wasn't doing it for me yeah. on on this one. I I just thought it was subpar. Like wow. after after <clears throat> and you know what? It's partly Blackie's fault for building it up too much. Yeah. Yeah. He made it sound like this was going to be some sort of spectacular tour, and it's just not. This could fit into any club, any theater. Like, it's just sort of a small show. Yeah. And it, it didn't have to be because they are selling tickets. Now, the second part of that story is, as great as John Bush was, John Bush is not singing for Armored Saint as of this week. Man. And he said he came down with illness and he feels fine, but it's it's in his nose and, and throat and chest. Sounds like COVID. Um, uh, I mean, th- this this upper respiratory infection that's going around is brutal. That's true. I mean, it's we worse, have talked it's about worse that. for kids. It's worse for kids. But if you're an adult who gets it, it's bad. My kid had this like lingering cough for three weeks. Right. I'm on I'm on week five of this like cold with my grave like side infection and you know I have done like this the, the Z packs and stuff and it's like oh my god. Yeah. It's, like, it's fun, just, funny what wearing a mask for two years will do to the common cold. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, you should try like locking yourself outside for a couple hours. Right. Let really that cold cancer. air Dude. Yeah, I think a, a lot of cold air and smoking <laughs> cigarettes and drinking beer in a, in a murder shed would be fun. <laughs> your murder shed. Has it, has it worked out yet? It's not what your wife calls it, but... Yeah. Michael? Jo- not yet. <laughs> anyway. The weekend metal has come to you, my friend. <laughs> oh, well, um... Yeah. It, 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 so again, like thank you, John, for like, and, and again, thank you, John Bush, uh, for like uh, ruining our weekend plan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we get Jason McMaster's. That's my boy now. Oh, I didn't well, even, I didn't even say that part. I mean, we joked on the episode uh, a few weeks ago that we should edge. start repping Jason McMaster because he's just filling <laughs> in on you. every band. He's fucking filling speak. in for Armored Saints. That's right. I was like, yeah. two times, man. Colin's he's getting take... a twofer within the same month. Yeah, he's taking yeah. my spot in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. He's, he, he, at Penn's Peak, he's just like the guest singer. It's like, what band you got? I'll sing with them. I don't know, man. Armored David Saint. posted that video for us of him singing for Armored Saints. It is not the same. No, no it's definitely not going to be the same. <laughs> There's no replacing John Bowe. Um, that's 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 again I'm like uh, that's those are it's, it's right up there it's right up there with David Lee Roth singing his own songs <laughs> right he's like hey Jason come sing fucking run with the <laughs> anyhow um, this this is a, a good opportunity for us to kind of reflect as we come to uh, a November 10th anniversary today of course is November 17th but like if you remember November 10th uh, 2018. It was a That's cold day. Been in a cold garage, uh, one David Timoney came yep. down to Philly, and we, we fulfilled this sort of like project idea. It's like, could we like sit around like bullshit about like metal for a little bit? And we were joined by this guy, Terry Cardi. Yep. Uh, rest in peace. Awkward pause. And, um, you know, and it started off as sort of like a lark. Uh, David and I had, like, talked about this a couple weeks before. Somebody's uh, backyard. And, yeah, I think it was at Tanya's. She had, like, a a get-together at her place. And it's like, then 
everything started clicking. Like, and then, and then David and I had been working for a long time, but we never really had like any like conversation or connection. It's like, you yeah, know, that we just had like some beers. We were socializing and met, met the kids, uh, met Jen, and like just started talking about this thing. And it's like, maybe this, uh, this could be, uh, this could be fun. That's right. And uh, the intersection of BS and scholarship. There you go. Which <laughs> is uh, again a, a, a great thing for middle-aged people to do. But like, if you're going to like do a middle-aged thing that's focused at something other than golfing or sports cars, then you know it's like, well, let, let's do this. You know, and you know, I think within like a couple episodes in, we had like featured guests. Like, tell us about your most influential medal. And then, like, call in the Scream for Vengeance. And then, oh, I got a friend from high school, John Harden. Let's let's bring him in. It's like, Dude, within a, within a month and a half, we had uh, your man, Felipe Balazazar, from uh, Death by Metal. That was fantastic. Yeah, for the, for, for the death documentary. That's right. You know, so, like... And you for know, all I mean, the listeners who tune in weekly now to hear this polished gem of a podcast... <laughs> You can still go back. All <laughs> of those can. episodes yes, are on Spotify, on Apple, on Amazon. <laughs> you can go back. You can start with episode one and come right. all the way to here. It's, they like are we're, really it's, rough. it's like we're infants who drink and smoke. Yep. Uh, if you, like, you want to log that, if you want to make a Google Doc and start at episode <clears> one and give us notes, one of us will yeah. read it. But it's Michael, like you go back Michael you, will read it and send you feedback. I'd love a highlight reel. I love a little spliced highlight. That's not a bad idea, like a clip show. Oh my god, that would be so much our best banter. Right. Yeah, if I get some time, maybe maybe See. over the holiday break, I'll put together a little something. The outtakes and stuff, but like again, yeah, like a whole a whole uh, compilation of awkward spiked pauses. eggnog. You, you, you look at like uh, what the Simpsons looked at looked like on the Tracy Ullman show, or you look at like yeah. South Park, and you're going like. Oh my gosh! How could you ever get into this? And yeah, like, I could. I could see like a whole compilation of um, of when somebody's not paying attention and they ask the same question that somebody else just asked, and like the the guest is just like, uh, uh, you kind of just answer that. <laughs> yeah, we just said we that. never did. We never did that, but you know, but we're again, we're what are we what are we talking about tonight anyway? Anyhow, the the point is we're fucking straight up amateurs, and like the root of the word yeah, amateur, baby. like is amour. You do it because you fucking love it, not is because you're really good. Hey, really? Yeah. You making that up? No. Sounds French. I'm an English professor. I know words and etymologies and shit, and I've probably read that in the book. Etymologies and shit. <laughs> Isn't that the study yeah. of bugs? <laughs> All right. So tonight, long lost bands right is it hidden treasure what's, what's the actual definition of the bands we're talking about I, I mean when we had the initial conversation it was just these bands existed like hey they, do they, you remember that band oh my not, gosh not even do you not remember even. that band like like if they may have a video <laughs> likely more not than one and you've probably <laughs> never seen it if they do have a video they don't have hits they didn't sell albums. I mean, my bellwether and sort of picking my songs, I was I was like looking on Spotify at some of my bands and, and choosing my songs. Some of these bands only have like 6,000 plays on a song <laughs> and, and a song that has been recorded for like 35, 40 years. It's yep. been played 6,000 times. 
Like, we legitimately have more plays than some of these songs. (laughs) That's fucked up. And and Carl is saying out there in in, in his trailer park, like, yeah. These guys are going to wake up tomorrow. These guys are going to wake up tomorrow to four more plays. Legitimately, us playing on the road on the podcast is the most people who have ever heard that song. <laughs> but 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 to frame this up again to like and, and again like my they're gonna be like know, listens are up four hundred percent. Yeah, my my, my whole sort of philosophy on this is like look, to be to be generous. Like you, you go back retrospectively and you think like okay, not, it, it's not really evolution. It's not you know in in the sense of like it's the survival of the fittest or that the best bands end up being you know, platinum selling artists. It, it, there, there are a lot of complicated factors that go into it and, and what determines what is good or what is better. You know, it's like, does like, is white snake like the best band ever because they, you no. know, in 1987, no. they, they went like multi-platinum and they put out like a bunch of polished songs and records like, no. And, and if you didn't have any context for that, you, you, you could be missing out on a lot of good music, Again, from bands who like didn't get a fair shake, didn't get a good contract, never never had the money to actually get every what, what's necessary to like go on tour, to like meet new audiences, make new connections, sell merch, and do all this. But again, like the as middle aged uh, metalhead motherfuckers as we are, you go back onto the YouTubes and you could find all these records that were never in Sam Goody. They were never in Music Land. They were never in the. No, you'd have to go to Jeremiah's down in Philadelphia Pike. You know, but they were like, they did were you like, know? Did you know guys back in school who were like, they were just only into whoever the best was. They didn't really have a whole lot of integrity. Like I knew a dude in, in elementary school. He just was into the Dallas Cowboys because they'd won a lot of Super Bowls. What the fuck is that all about? <laughs> fuck that. It's no, like, I, dude, I, I, I was can't... a San Francisco Giants fan in the 70s, bro. That's right. They didn't win shit until we were like, <laughs> what? Like, uh, <laughs> almost 40. <laughs> like, like, you know, they, they went to the world. But again, like, to, and, but to be a Giants fan meant like you stuck by them. Just like you would just like why are you into why well, like that dude that dude today that dude today like drives a honda crv because it's the best car like Isn't no it? man you need to buy a cool car and just let it break down so all, every so often oh no i don't know we're losing <laughs> the analogy there but like All again right, so 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 it's again it's like once once we get into like the mtv culture of, of <clears> you know, <throat> where metal intersects with that it's like you get like a, a pantheon building and you have oh, like yeah. greatest hits. You almost have like a top 40, you know, sort of like typecast of like what's going to be, you know, 40 years later, what you're hearing on hair nation on Sirius XM. And it's going to be very sort of limited. You're going to get your Def leopard. You're going to get your Cinderella. You're going to get some poison. You're going to get maybe some LA guns, maybe some guns and roses. But basically, that's it. Like all the stuff that like slipped through the cracks. This is what we're digging up. All the sort of like gray gravy. Ooh, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. And and some of them are like awesome fucking songs and bands. So do we want to like dive into this with, uh, without further comment? 
Or David yeah. has reservations. David has reservations. <laughs> For dinner? Man, I got a lot of reservations, but let's just let's just move on. <laughs> let's rock guy, this. John day. John was the one that said he's not going to be impressed. Oh, oh, you're you're no, no, you, no, you know what I wanted to do? And I don't know if we have the time to do it. I wanted us to take either either I want us to take it under over on how many of us are going to like any of these songs. Ooh, okay. I'm twelve for twelve. You think you're going to like all the songs? No, honestly, well, nine for nine. You're not voting for your own songs, obviously. All right, then I'll go eight for nine. You think you're going to get so, Colin? Because somebody's got a stinker in there. It's I'll Michael. Go like I'll go seven for nine. Seven because I nine. think Michael and Colin will both enjoy my picks to an extent. David will most likely not. <clears throat> There's one he might be okay with. Oh, so you? Th- so we're going by how many people are going to like your songs? Okay, Michael. So, yeah. Michael, oh, that's what, what we're doing. Oh, I know. okay. That's not what I thought. All right. So you think you'll like eight out of the nine? No, I, John- I think I think Colin and Mike will like my three, and you'll like maybe one. But, but the whole point Seven of for this nine. is like you no. don't you don't really need to like it to enjoy it. Okay, but we're just go, just go with the just go with the game, Michael. How sounds many like, how many songs? Like an interrogation technique. How many songs do you think you're gonna like? I'm gonna love them all. all right, good for you, man. But not like love, love. Oh, how Alan, many? How many songs like? do you think you're gonna like out of the other three people? Eight out of nine. You th- you're still going eight out of nine. Okay, because yeah, again, somebody's got a stinker in there. <laughs> I think I'm gonna I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go five. <laughs> you think you're gonna like five? And, and yeah. this comes with the disclaimer that, like, my selections very, very limited. I have like a a terabyte that's devoted to what I call <sighs> forgotten metal. Wow. And it's like all right. of these great records and stuff archived on YouTube that I just download and like, mm, it's like, is this metal? It's like, yes. It, I it. think I'm going to surprise you and like six out of nine, one more than John. I'm playing what? the price. I'm playing the prices six, right here. Six out of nine. One dollar. Okay. So who's going to be our Vanna White or the person who tallies all this? I'll, I'll, I'll pay attention. All right. All so right. let's give me something to do when I'm not listening to your crap. We music. have put together a playlist, three songs each. Michael will count us in as he is wont to do. And uh, we'll talk Scott. about each band as they come. So oh, Michael. All right. So we're going to do it like on three. Yep. One, two, three. Oh, I like I'm, that opener. That's I'm in so far. I knew Colin was in. Oh yeah. Sounds like Rush. Michael, what do we got here? I'm sorry, I'm like one song ahead of you. Yeah. What? Well, how did how did we? This this is his song. This is Warriors sorry, fighting for the earth. All right. All right. And so are, this are, is are we all be... listening? Are we all listening to Fighting for the Earth by we Warriors? Are. Thirty seconds in. Yeah, and this and I love will it. be one of my likes because I almost picked this band, Mike. Really? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? How is that? I, I, because I was just digging through. Oh wow! I, I was really going deep, and and uh, I, I, have we talked about this band before? I feel like we have. I don't. I don't think so. But because it, I almost played Prophet as well, and I was no, like, no, we, we definitely did not. Like, no, yeah, we, we definitely have never thing. spoken of a band named Warrior because I would have been all over that. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so, so, what do you guys think? Well, I brought to this party. I, I win. Fantastic. 
I'm gonna tell you, the song's not bad, but I wish the 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 body of the song was as heavy as the opening. Okay, but like as far as the rest of it goes, like you got like the shredding guitars, you got the growly sort of like really aggressive vocals. It's it's a menacing like like humbling anthem of a song that I never heard until like four years ago. I never oh, heard this. That's so good. Little it's Man of Warsh. I was yeah. just gonna say that, Colin. Yeah. It, it, it has like it has like a lot of good elements of like, and, and again, this this record itself is awesome. It reminds me of bands that uh, that I like um, that are like really marginal bands like Malice or Icon. And that's stuff. a weird little break here. I was just gonna say I don't like the breakdown too much. I'm not crazy they're, about it. These guys are deep. Like they're fighting for the earth, bro. They're like, well, then keep fighting. You don't get any breaks. It's yeah. like in, in the more oh, heads, they no want breaks. you to like. They want you to meditate on the. There's a, there's a devil voice back there. No, this, this is um. This is a little like when uh, remember we would talk about how Megadeth they try to put too much in a song. I kind of feel like they're putting a little too much in this song. This is 1985, bro. Like, what were you listening to in 1985 that was stronger than this shit? A lot of things. Like what? I don't remember. You know, I'm like, I'm popping in like some, maybe some rat, maybe some Twisted Sister and stuff. And like, here's Warrior. It's like, I had no idea. Metal Heart is 1985. It is, yeah. Colin was enjoying that. I had no idea this shit existed. Um, but like I, you know, again, thank you, internet. And I'll tell you what, what I, for sure, what I was listening to in 1985. Come out and play. Come out and play. Last <laughs> yeah. Command and Asylum. Even though I didn't like Asylum, I was trying Open to make myself Fire like Open Fire came it. out in 1985. Ain't got time from Warrior. <laughs> yeah. And again, like, could we have bought that at the record store? Where, where would you have heard the last of it? command came out in 85 yeah that's what i was saying like so yeah. so those like wasp twisted sister and kiss invasion like, of your privacy worldwide it, live i wasn't listening to that and again like you know, busting out lock and key at the, the at the the mall down there no, speak it, english it, or die come on i mean under lock and key is so good dude oh, life after great. death you were all over life after death i was definitely Fuck listening yeah. to walls Midnight of jericho Dynamite. And Asylum came yeah, out in 1985. Welcome Toe. back to 1985, y'all. <laughs> Toe Megatherion. Came now out I'm in excited. Like, we just mentioned like 20 albums that are better. <laughs> well, this is, I mean, when you say to yourself, like, what were you listening to? Like, Venom Possessed came out. It's one of their most accessible black metal records of ever. Like, there's a lot. But even for Colin, even for Colin, Sabotage Power of the Night came out this year. Yeah. Soldiers yeah, Under Command. Oh, there you go. Right? I was just Down for the Count by Y&T. Another record I never heard. I will say, Michael, this goes a LA little rocks. longer than it needs to. I, I, well, again, it's it's Pretty the long. opening anthem and also five minutes means like we're totally serious about this. And I, also we're serious about like this is never going to get on the radio. Yeah, Colin, th- <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why it's so long. They're like, look, we probably only get to record one album. They knew yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, no, I, the, 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 I'll tell you what, that, they the called chorus, it volume one. The chorus. No, this is a compilation. There's only one volume of the greatest hits. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's be straight, though. Like, Warrior put out several records, you know, beginning with this record, 
throughout like the rest of the 80s and into the 90s and and i believe they are still active well that's how they, they, had, to, they like, had to keep putting out records to get to collect unemployment that's the thing <laughs> that's colin how you, that's how you get let's your work talk about it. the cover of your <laughs> selection oh, here. it's it's pantera art bad so there was a band once upon a time called chateau do they and know they that's had, not how you spell chateau? I likely. I'm yeah. not sure. I've got probably. They're, they're like, how can we misspell this? Like, we can't how can do we it misspell this to be metal? <laughs> the interesting <laughs> you, thing you about Chateau. The interesting thing about Chateau is they had a singer called named Steve Grimmett when they started, oh, and on, on oh, their first okay. album, he sang as a guest in quotes because he was trying to get Grim Reaper off the ground. And once huh. he got Grim Reaper off the ground, he left Chateau. They tried with two more releases and then broke up and faded away. But I yeah, think their stuff the is... Chateau sounds like the name of a funk band that's the flip side of Electric Boogaloo. Pretty long <laughs> intro here. It is. It won't be it's another five yeah, minutes. The song's almost six minutes long. Oh my god, what is wrong with you people? You, I think you it's could a, have picked any song. I think it's a fun Colin, jam. What, what, year, what year did this come out? This particular song came out in 1980. I wrote it down. Sorry, hold on. I gotta scroll down. I want to say eighty. I say I want to say eighty four, eighty five. Yeah, yeah. Came, this song came out in eighty four, so their first one was eighty three. This is eighty four, and their other album was eighty five. Where are they okay. from? They are from Britain, and they are from Sheltonham, Gloucestershire, Gloucestershire United yeah. Kingdom. Gloucestershire. They make, really good, they make really good sauce there. I mean, that's Worcestershire. <laughs> that's Worcestershire. Dude, so just close your eyes for a minute and imagine that this is the song that a band in a battle of the bands in a movie that you see on HBO plays. Oh, they're totally going to kick the ass out of fucking Emmett Otter. <laughs> <laughs> I I think their catalog is a, is fun. It, it's it's pretty good, accessible, hard rock. That's and, a really and, uh, crappy guitar sound. I kind of like it. That's what happens like, when you like that's what fuzz. happens when you when you get like a bad amp and you run direct and and the, the studio engineer says, no, that's we got it. We, we got this. It'll sound awesome. Yeah. No, but, but again, like that's, so that's the aesthetic. That's what you're supposed to appreciate. It's like the crudeness, the rawness of it. It's not overproduced. It, it, you you want to go listen to like early Motley Crue tracks with Mick Mars, like just plug it into an app. It's going to sound like this. You've been in like any rehearsal studio, it's not gonna sound like what it sounds like when it's pressed on wax and it ships platinum. You know, Bo like, Hill is doing it, or Bob Rock's doing it. It's like, it's gonna sound fuzzy. It still sound yeah, it's, fun. It's, it's interesting, because you're right, this sounds a little bit like the first Motley Crue album. Maybe that's my admiration for it. Yeah. Maybe the rawness, you know, sounds too fast for lovish to me. Yeah, well, you know that there's like rough cuts of that too, where it's like, oh shit, this isn't even being like engineered at all. It's like, okay, this is a band we're gonna invest in. Chateau, they they could have they could have been a contender. I I think in the beginning when with Steve Grimmett, I think they would have had a chance. The, the first album called Chained and Desperate. Uh, by the way, the artwork's just as bad. If you want to look up the cover. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a woman chained to a wall. But uh, of course, yeah, <laughs> I think they had a shot because the, the Steve Grimmett vocals obviously a little bit better than this guy. But uh, after he left, yeah, they just they faded away. But uh, I don't know. My buddy and I have a, a soft spot for him. We listen to him every once in a while. I have a few bootlegs that we've made of our own. 
And, uh, you know, I, I just, I like them. I think they're fun. Yeah. I got a soft spot, too. But so right we, we, could, we, 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 so we, could, we don't need to, like, calculate, like, why this band didn't make it big. It's just sort of like, you know, they're, they're part of, like, uh, you know, the new wave of British heavy metal that spawned, like, so many bands, like, in the in the jet spray of uh, Black Sabbath and, and Judas Priest and Iron Maiden, uh, who, again, like, they've become part of the pantheon, but, like, you know, you, you go back, you, you listen, you read all the, the biographies and stuff, you know, whether it's Tyonk, uh, Tony Iommi or Ozzy Osbourne or, or Rob Halford or, or uh, Bruce Dickinson, they were in a lot of shitty bands for, like, years and stuff. But yeah. maybe because they were better musicians, or they have they were they have like better business instincts or something. They they it, you know they they got together with other better musicians. Um, and if that's the musical evolution, it doesn't mean like these bands like suck. It just means like they they, they have like a different skill set. But I, Chateau, I don't know, lame name, also misspelled. But <laughs> I, I put this in. I, I put this in. I, I'd appreciate the fuck out of that. This is awesome, John. Yeah, what do you I mean, they're not, they're not good. I think it's all right. I think it's kind of middle of the road. It's way too long. I, I do agree. You know, with Collins, uh, it, it's a little Motley Crueist from from the beginning. Like, uh, but it, it'd be better at three and a half minutes than six. Like, it just stays too long at the party. What, what was what was the year on this again, Colin? Like when this eighty four, eighty four, eighty four. So like, uh, Chud the Devil comes out uh, eighty three, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now yeah, you can kind of see that. All right, so we're we're moving into uh, Resurrected by Dominance. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about right here. Okay, got a little. Uh, Planet of the Apes going on there. General Ursus. The only good human is a dead human. From the album Resurrected. Now, I had this shirt. This band was was big in Philly. They were... They rose from the ashes of Anvil Bitch. And uh, when Dominance broke up, a lot of these guys went on to to be founding members of a lot of other uh, well-known bands in the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, it, dude, they're, uh, the cover of this record, which I think is, is pretty nice looking considering it's like, you know, mid 80s. Um, I had this shirt, and on the back it just had FU written in big red letters. I used to wear it to high school, and I never got in trouble. <laughs> I don't know about them peppering the quotes throughout. Sounds like, like they're trying to be ministering or something like. Yeah, well, it, it, it stops, but. Yeah, so like, so it did. This is definitely like a little metal hardcore sort of like mix up, right? It kind of well, pretty straight ahead thrash, I'd, I'd say. These were the guys who told me or told us in the audience the greatest Lemmy story ever. Because the last time I saw these guys, it was in Philly at the Troc, and it was about 115 degrees, and everybody was literally sweating their balls off, and there wasn't enough beer or water in the world. And they're on stage and they're sweating and the guy singing says, you know, this reminds me of another gig we did. They opened for Motorhead and they're drenched in sweat and it's 
you know, a hundred some degrees, and they're walking off stage, and Lemmy is standing there with two huge steins of frosty beer. And the guy says, Lemmy, do you have an extra beer? And Lemmy looked at him and he said, there's no such thing as an extra beer, mate, but you can have one of mine. Aww. <laughs> uh, that's why he is he's a saint. That's right. That's why he's a saint. But um, this is a band that, that has always delivered, and I had this record way, way back in the day and lost it or sold it or gave it away or who knows what. And then... Um, they uh, they put it out not on Bandcamp but on their whatever their the record label and then um, and now it's streaming so I was really glad to reconnect uh, with their little catalog they got going on and these guys went on to play in you know some other bands uh, Rise to a Friend um, Abyssinator and uh, I think one of, one or two of the guys were in the NAD which is a, a Philly local band that's currently active um, and they're great so. I think it's a, one of those bands that, like, back in the day when dudes like us were making demos on cassettes, these guys were really writing, like, professional-level stuff and playing big gigs. Yeah, so, so like, these are, like, a, a, a you know, a, a Philly band. You, you mentioned uh, Anvil Bitch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, do you have any, like, insight into, like, what, what they're doing now as, as musicians? Or I don't think anybody's on? playing anywhere now, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, the band is is split up since the ni- like early '90s, either '90 90 or '91. Um, they went on to play with some other bands uh, individually. I think the one guy is playing in uh, Empire Rock Club, who I just saw open for um, uh, what's the Eyes of the Living. Okay, uh, and they were good. They were really good. Um, the, the singer, I think, uh, for for Empire Rock Club. They were super fun, and they definitely looked like a bunch of old metalheads who still play thrash. And this song is long, too. Yeah. Well, it's, for you know, a thrash song? Five for a thrash song. Five I was minutes. thinking the same thing. I was like, David's talking about my song. It's yeah, a long, I thought, long it was a, I thought it was a punk song. But no, it, it, it's still got, it's got legs. It's got legs. It's good. It reminds me. The singer reminds me a little bit, just a little bit, of um, John Connolly from uh, from uh, Nuclear Assault. A little screamy. A little screamy, but like a little screamy. But I like this. I mean, I I love I listen to Nuclear Assault all day. It's like it's like shout spoken sort of lyrics. It's like so it has like that kind of hardcore feel to it, but like yeah. a little kind of like power. That's a little of a. You know, what would you give them like overkill? Yeah. Brutal live. Brutal live, man. I like the end of the song. Not because it's over, but I like the rhythm <laughs> at the end. No, I like when he's singing Resurrected. I like that. That's, that's pretty yeah. good. And now as a foil, John. My first Ooh, choice so far. is a band called Bo Nasty. From their album Dirty But Well Dressed, this is a song called Shake It. I'm going to go ahead and count Colin as a like on this one. Oh, yeah. They're kind of, yeah, Colin will like this. They're kind of, they're a little bit like Britney Fox-ish. Uh, Bo Nasty is the equivalent of showing up at a party and the keg's already empty. <laughs> <laughs> this, this came out in 1989. They were just a little too late. Had this been 1985, 
these guys would have ruled the world. But yeah. like instead, they just missed the bus. They like, ran back to their cars and wiped off the eyeliner. Yeah, Bo Hill produced this record, <laughs> and so they, okay, you know, yeah, call they had a little firepower behind them. Uh, but you know, I it really just sort of went nowhere. It's not a terrible album if if you do like this song or like this style. The rest of the album is in line with this. <laughs> yeah, um, their drummer this is like, actually. This is like the third record Warrant didn't put out. Uh, dude, I mean, Bo Hill produced Warrant. Same <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so the drummer for this band actually went on to play with Ingve and played with Tony McAlpine. Really? So like, yeah. His name is uh, Mike Toronto. Okay. Yeah, that's a name. That's a name. Yeah. So. Are they from? Is this an LA band? It's an LA band. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, he he probably know. hung around uh, like MIT, looking for looking for spare gigs. A hundred percent. I mean, it's just very sort of middle of the road glam metal. They're they're just a little late. Yeah. No. And and, and again, that's uh, again we we could like uh, you know feel a little. Colin, how about that vocal? Oh, this is flash drive worthy yeah, already. I knew this it. Will, this will be on the flash drive tomorrow, bro. Dude, he's like, he's like, tomorrow's tomorrow's B day. I don't care. I don't care what, tomorrow, I don't care what anybody right. says. Welcome to Friday, B day. We, we we could feel like maybe like oh these guys didn't get a fair shake and stuff, but like yeah, this sort of style of music at you know in that sort of like precipice between you know uh, eighty nine and ninety was like. People were exhausted. Like that, that's the on. thing. They were exhausted. These guys, you know, they I, they I read up. They had like one major tour. They opened for Foreigner, which is that too is a weird match. Yeah, that's like, a stretch. They were just trying to know? get them, I guess, with somebody. But oof. Yeah. Well, that's the old throw the money in the floor and see who picks it up. You know. Kinda. Yep. But I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, I kind of said it's it. It's a little slaughter. It's a little Mark slaughter. The it is. It is. I, I mean, but I'll tell you. Like I said it as a joke, but I guarantee you. Like that drummer plays with those dudes because he hung around the MIT crowd, and I bet you the guitar player for this band is in that crowd as well because he's great. This is the yep. kind of band you go see live and you think they're a joke, and they start playing, and you're like, you know what? They're a little cheesy, but they're awesome. Like that's right. Yeah. Really yeah. good guitar playing, man. Sounds a little extreme too. Yeah, and that was a, that was a like early extreme. John yeah. as well. It's like uh, when I, when sometimes I like just plug in like the, the iTunes algorithm and I'll play like one song. My one song is like start off with like one rough cut single, and then it started generates all these sort of really yeah, yeah. metal bands and stuff from the same era, and it'll throw up bands like Bo Nasty. And then they'll throw up other bands like uh, Wild Side. That was, I was thinking. <laughs> is like that W-Y-L-D-S-Y? Like, you know it is. S-Y- How about that cover? D-Umlaut-E. Yeah, we'll just stop <laughs> going into the chat. But, like, again, like, that, the, the algorithms are great. They're, they're a lot better than uh, what you get from... Uh, Dude, this band could get back together today and be famous. How about that cover? Man, looks like they kidnapped Joey Tempest and threw him in the middle. <laughs> They've got like a bunch of they, they went to a Renaissance fair and like they basically mugged. A, a they got that revelers. picture. They got that picture taken on the on the boardwalk. <laughs> Michael, you got to. Now this song I know. This song is amazing. All right. Well, and again, like uh, as 
just keep it uh, not so obscure, but like you know, just just you know, doing some rec, uh, you know, some respect and reference for uh, you know the, the new wave of British heavy metal, um, and then bands that could have been, but this is uh, straight out of England, Angel Witch with, and again, like if you know anything about British bands and their first record, you're gonna have a song. <laughs> That's going to also reference the name of your band, whether you're Black Sabbath or... Oh, yes. I don't think Judas Priest ever did a song called Judas Priest. They'd have to like wait for Anthrax to do that. Uh, but this is Angel Witch doing Angel Witch, and it's like... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This is like so intensely awesome, catchy, crunchy. It's, you know, you, you put it in its proper context of like, I'm gonna go back and like check the date on this but i want to say it's like 80 182 that's terrible back. that's really bad so david like explain the terribleness of it well i mean well you can't dance to it you can totally dance to it it's not produced well and i know somebody back on the listener questions thing somebody was like what do, what do you mean when you say it's not produced well? it's thin the drumming sounds like it's. It sounds like the drummer was recorded on a telephone. Um, but you know, I think that when you have that thing, like we should write a song about our name, you've already kind of put yourself in a box that you can't escape from. It's gonna suck, right? Because you saw your name doesn't make any because, sense. Because that never worked for Black Sabbath or Iron Maiden. No, I mean, so just give it up. I mean, Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden are actual things, right? Angel With You just made that up because it sounds neat. You know, my band in high school was called Master Axis. In reality, that's the name of a part from a car. I'm not writing a song about that. And this, no, no. <laughs> I actually, I wrote down originally, I had myself down for liking this, and then I just crossed it out. Well, anyhow, this, this record came out Screw in 19, 1980. Uh, what what else happened in 1980? Nothing. I turned eight. <laughs> well, I, I think bought a Rubik's this, cube. Well, I think that's when this band called Iron Maiden also put out a record called Iron Maiden, and they had a song called Iron Maiden. It, was it a song like You're water. an Iron Maiden? You're but, an Iron Maiden. <laughs> again, like you don't have to like it. You go back and you listen to like the Roundhouse tapes of Iron Maiden. It's like. Oh, the production's thin. I can't hear Harry very much on the bass. It's like, oh, I, I don't hear Clyde Burr on the drums. It's like, well, I don't hear Bruce Dickinson on the vocals. He's not actually singing in that dude, band. Dude, I, I, <laughs> I, context right. I told you, dude. I, I went back for the drummer in my band, and I remixed the, the live after death so that you could hear the bass better. Dude, the, the, still like the, the there's like a that. whole field of Nwobum bands. It's like just so awesome. and But... What do we yeah, got here? Please tell me you, money. you chose these songs for the covers. I did. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of my selection on? process. What do we got? So, so out of Kansas City, Missouri, where all great metal bands come from, yeah. in, really? in, in 1985, three brothers created a band called Fortress, which is not the only band called Fortress. That's There's out a lot there, of bands but, called Fortress. Yeah. Right. But this was the Kansas City, Missouri Fortress. And unfortunately, one of the brothers passed away before the record was released. There were no more records to follow. And this wow. was this was the ballad, track three, like most albums had. And that is not Stephen Piercy singing. 
least I don't believe it is. Uh, I, I, w- I, would, I would beg to differ. Christ. It, it's it's scary similar, isn't it? It, it is like, yeah. th- this is like somebody who grew up on rats singing. And I, I think it's it's a good album. I think the brothers were onto something. I think they had some some effort behind it. Um, again, it's kind of more of a sad story, I guess. Just uh, done before they started, kind of deal with the loss of one of their siblings. But uh, I thought it would be good for hey, this band existed. Wow! I mean, again, like just I slipped I, right I, into that combine. That, that's a good share. Thank so, you. Like, when, when did this record come out, Colin? Eighty-five. Nineteen eighty-five. Nineteen eighty-five. What were you doing in nineteen eighty-five? Graduating high school. To come uh, out the year the year before. Taking a gap year. <laughs> no, I was off to college. Okay. Did, did this record get pressed? Be like, if but I could yeah, find one yeah, you good... Could buy, you could buy it on vinyl. If I could buy and find one good band to listen to, I'm taking a gap here. I don't know if oh. I made CDs. I know it's out on vinyl, but it's really rare. I would imagine so, yeah. Some lady some lady in Kansas I mean, City's got a bunch of these, of these CDs hanging on a tree to keep the crows boners. away. You got one of these? I just have a bootleg copy. Ah. You see a basement full of boners? Yeah, that's where Colin keeps the uh, the rare <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I've been in his basement. It's there's not a whole lot of boners in there. There's lots of stuff. Lots of CDs. Lots of stuff. Anyway, I thought it was catchy and uh, the rest of it, it's all hard rock. And, and you said like you, you introduce this as like a ballad, but it's like a little more power ballady. Yeah, and like I said, I thought the guitar playing is solid. I think the, I think the, the guys had some had some opportunity there. Um, so what are you thinking about for this album cover? Okay, how about a dude with a guitar being killed by a bunch of naked women? Their album cover was a midterm in art class <laughs> <laughs> with Emperor Palpatine over top of it. So it's, bad. Uh, I mean, they were like. Can you can you put something together for the you know for the for the library poster contest? Even the logo like, oh, is I got crooked. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that all three albums I chose have lousy artwork is just a, a beautiful coincidence, <laughs> no, no, I, John. I, 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 I mean, I would have done a better job, but I didn't have any colored pencils. <laughs> no, I, I think I think that's pretty consistent with you know the underproduced nature of this music. This yeah. record sounds better than the last one. It's uh. Yeah, they're, they're going to have like a lot of high school, like, uh, you know, detention, you know, people like working on the artwork. I'll stuff. tell you what, in Kansas City, Missouri, you play this song to a crowd, you get laid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or at the barn. <laughs> there you go. And they were like, you, you know, they're like, they're like, we got to get rid of Gary. And they're like, dude, no, the, the keyboards really make it. And they're like, no, nah, man, as soon as this record is done, we're getting rid of Gary. And then he died. And everybody's like, Gary was the glue that held this band together. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Poor Gary. The, chicks, the chicks aren't coming around as much anymore. Freaking Gary. <laughs> also, this song kind of like stays around a lot longer so, than it used to be. Yeah. Oh, but well, again, this, like, this is a perfect example like of what John was talking about. Like, sort of like, get in, three and a half minutes, that's it. And so by the let way, me, on Spotify, that'll never be played again. So now that we're we're moving on here, I love this band. I love Excel. Excel was essentially a, like a skate band, but they were into like they were crossing that line the same way to like uh, let's say suicidal was like they're like punk skate metal. 
this song was part of a lawsuit. Can you pick it out? Is it, is it Metallica? Yeah. Oh, but they, shit. they got bad legal advice, told them not to pursue it. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's, that, that's definitely... Like, Enter Sandman, right? Yeah. But, you know, so I saw this band. I, I had the record. They were getting heavy rotation on local radio for this record, The Joke's On You, um, which for many years also was not streaming. Um, because they did a cover of Message in a Bottle, and it's really good. It's like a total like skate punk cover of Message in a Bottle that's awesome. Um, as opposed to like some bands that just play and like screw stuff up. It was like a really good version of, uh, of that tune. A list, very listenable. I like that. It's, you know, it's heavy enough. Like, you think it's not going to be heavy, and then it is. And there's a nice little, like, change-up about two-thirds of the way through as well. Um, I saw them open for Dark Angel. Like, they come out and, like, it, like, jams or something. Like, all, like, punked out. Like stole them off Anthrax's bus. Yeah, dude, exactly, exactly. They were straight like that whole LA scene, dude. It was, it was like you'd see dudes with long hair and and leather, and then you'd see like skate punk dudes. They'd all be going to the same show. What year did this come out? Eighty-three, maybe. Oh, okay, earlier than I thought. Uh, maybe not. I mean, I don't. I'm guessing, but I think it was. I think it was pretty early. No, I wouldn't have heard it then. I don't know. I don't remember got to be later even the font on their album oh 89 yeah yeah there you go i thought i saw them earlier than that but i must have seen them not long before i went to college bad con i like it yeah Yeah. i'm I'm digging it it's it's pretty good i'm not gonna say it's flash drive ready but it's it's got some promise (laughs) they can work on it a little bit polish it up and resubmit it wow revise and resubmit (laughs) that's right revise and resubmit no, I, I like it. It's 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 a little tapper. I, I can I can follow they, along. They with it. fit nice. into that. That's why I figured it must be later, David, because they do fit into sort of that, like almost like twenty four seven spies, like a little, <laughs> little bit of this, a little bit of that. Sounds like helmet. Yeah, the whole record is really. Well, that's the thing. They're they're kind of credited as being kind of early on this groove metal influence. Mm. Um, but the whole that. record is really like song to song. You know, it's Tom not Warrior heard this and he's like. I think I, I think I gotta I'm ready. Like, yep. <laughs> coming. Like, um, but uh, you know, I'll tell you, like song to song through this record, it's not super consistent, but it's not not necessarily in a bad way. Like it's it's always it always sounds like Excel, but it's it's not always the same kind of of tune. But uh, yeah, I put I actually this is a fairly heavy rotation for me for like not. Yeah. A, not a number one band. Is it a five list. piece? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You guys look like that band. Uh, they were called like Scatterbrain. Oh, I love Scatterbrain, Scatterbrain dude. Yeah. I so freaking like, love like, Scatterbrain. So like they have like that, that, that great song called uh, Going Don't Down. Call Me Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the they're like they riff on like all these greats from like guitar leads and stuff. And it's and it's not meant to sort of like I, I, I kind of get a sense out of like what Excel's doing here. It's kind of like you know they're, they're doing like a jazz thing where you like you're riffing mm. on like a familiar song and then you make your song out of it. It's just sort of like 
you know, stirring or folding in other music and stuff. It's not like plagiarism, but you don't know that you're ripping off Metallica. Because, like, how could you not? But it's like... No, 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 man. That song came out in 1989, dude. Yeah. So we're we're on to the next song, I think? Yeah, Yeah, we're on my next song. Nations on Fire by Mars. Oh, wait a minute. I'm on the wrong song. Are they Swedish? No, no they're from they Los not. Angeles. Oh, okay. Mars is an acronym for McAlpine, Aldridge, <gasps> Tommy, Rock, the Tommy Aldridge. Oh, yeah, Tommy so made is, it. So this is Tony McAlpine on guitar, Tommy Aldridge on drums, Rob Rock singing, and Rudy Sarzo on bass. This came out on Shrapnel Records and did nothing. Like, it hasn't sold it has no plays. <laughs> it's on not Spotify. even streaming. Yeah, I mean, it's like that. I guess originally they were called Driver, and found out that there was some sort of conflict with another band called Driver, so they changed it to the African. <laughs> we wouldn't want anybody to accidentally buy your record. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I really just. I, I think the song is okay. Like I just chose it because I thought it was interesting that that really talented players and players that we know had a quote unquote supergroup. That yeah. really no one knows much about. Well, that's, I mean, this is the curse of the 80s, right? Like, kind unless of, you were, but I unless mean, like, you were HSAS super... has more traction than this. Well, that yeah. has Sammy. They, they uh, well, you I know, guess, HSAS but, I mean, it's not, actually it's not made like it. Tony on... McAlpine and Rudy Sarzo are unknowns. Like, HSAS, Hagger well, no. Sean Erickson, and Shreve got coverage in Circus Magazine. Yeah. Tony McAlpine was I in like the Neil, back, Neil back Sean inside so cover. You know, Tony McAlpine was in the back inside cover, and Mark Mike Varney of Shrapnel Records was not spending, you know, right, tons of money on this. But I will say, like, uh, Tony McAlpine did have a Flexi and Guitar Player magazine, and he did have a column in Guitar Player magazine at some point. Um, but you I don't do know have the singer. The, you guys, Mike, do you know this guy, Rob Rock? Rob Rock. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of like Bobby Rock. Yeah, not Bobby Rock from Lita's band and Slaughter. Not Bob Rock from Metallica production fame, but Rob but not, Rock. But not, this but is this Rock. is the guy. Oh no, this guy is Bob known. Bob Rock. For, this is the guy who's known for singing with the guitar for Guitar Heroes. He was in uh, Chris oh, and okay. Military's band. Oh, got it. So you know who he is. Yeah, yeah. So like I know the name. You may you may also know him from a band called. Warrior. <laughs> no. Same guy? He's not in Warrior, is he? He's absolutely in Warrior. Are you kidding me? Well, there no. you go. But, but totally like so that, 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 was, that, was, that was an interesting metal line that you Holy dropped shit. there. Dropped. What has Mike unleashed? What I got here? Bound for the call. Max Havoc. Oh, you're ready for this, bitch. Get it. Ready for the it. cover. The cover wow. legitimately looks like Steel Panther. Yes. You got it, it? They don't not sound like Steel Panther. Wow, it does. This is not me in 1983 saying, let's call the band Max Havoc. This is this is somebody in 2022 saying, let's call the band Max Havoc. That's right. And, it is, and it's not to be confused with like the later sort of like... Uh, mixed martial arts film, and that that's character. Max Payne. No, there's one called Max Havoc. Dude. No, really? That's how I got Google fucked on that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. 
Wait, go. Max Havoc, the band. Bastards. Right on. That's fair. <laughs> just like, just like, I, I, David had like the good sort of like meditative mode. Like, close your eyes and like imagine who is this band? Imagine Max Havoc. They sound like a band that's put together for a movie. It sounds like yeah. Vince Neil singing for a cover like band. Like a when fake you, band. For when a you movie. walk into the bar, they're playing on the stage, and then you walk past the bar, and that's it. Yeah. And somehow Adam Sandler's involved. Dude, this is like the this is the version of Hot Tub Time Machine that didn't get made, where the guy's like, "Dude, let's go back to 1983 and start a band." <laughs> <laughs> but again, like every, every band that ever like got put on wax started in a scene and the scene was always gonna be like you know you have to like establish yourself by like doing oh man this, this one just sounds limp there's no, like yeah. there's nothing standing out I, about any of the players you can't be this pretty and sing and say you're bound for hell well yeah, it's, I'm sorry, my boy. I appreciate the No, no, no. And, and, and again, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not apologizing for this band for, like, not, like, being as great as, like, Motley Crue and, and what have you. But it like, is an interesting this, pull, though. But, but this comes off of the compilation that's called, that, that takes its name from this song called Bound for Hell on the Sunset Strip. That John and Post on the group made, yeah. And uh, so I, I, I like, you know, like did like the rock gut raccoon on that. <laughs> like, you know what? You listen to like, I think there's like 20 tracks on that, I and mean, you can get the deluxe version with the booklet and all this stuff. Mm. So it's like, it basically encapsulates a moment, like, but it's basically forgotten. If all you think about, you know, Sunset Strip. And like the big hair metal bands, whether they be Rat or Dawkins or Motley Crue or what have you, you forget all the other bands who maybe didn't get signed or maybe they got signed. They're definitely, they, yeah, they're they definitely a band hit. that if, if they were walking down the street a day earlier and played a gig a day later, they would have gotten oh. signed and somebody else wouldn't have. There'd be no, no, be no, no, no Britney that, Fox. That's, that, that's simplistic. That, that makes it seem like it's just a matter of like being in the right place at the right it, time. It is really a matter of being in the right place at the right or time. Or you, you, you just you. you they're you, they're good enough. You need there's there's pastor. plenty. There's plenty to. of bands who just got signed because no, they were there. No. Yes, thank you. Oh. Here we go. Next song. Whose is this? This is mine. Wow. So Take running with the devil. That's right. So now you have the Grim Reaper on a motorcycle with spiked tires. That's right. And from Belgium, I bring you Warhead. Yeah. I, this is legitimately the best cover of the three, which is shocking. <laughs> this track actually has some plays on Spotify. Not oh, a yeah. lot, but like 20,000 or something. Which for the bands we're listening I'm to right now. It's all up to the singer at this point. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. They only had two releases. Oh, you want to this the band entire album's twenty-six minutes long. Yeah, huh? it's they had two releases, eighty-four and eighty-six. Hey, this ain't bad. Well, hey, you know what? I'm in. Let's hear the singer. What's the name <laughs> of the band again, Colin? Warhead from Belgium. Now I think. Well, the, you know what? I could see these guys opening for um, uh, Metal Church. Okay. For Raven. Opening for Raven, dude? Wow. 
the setup in the kitchen. I, everyone has their place. I think when I singer's a little, singer's a little singer's much. not as good as the band. Right, and that's what I was gonna say. I think I yeah. think what was missing when they when they tried. I don't think the singer. I don't doing? think. I don't think. Well, it's singing. <laughs> yeah, it's like shit, King Diamond. <laughs> no, but it, but again, that's the name it, of my it, new band. It, it, it does its own thing. <laughs> like it, it, you know, it doesn't have to like stand out that much. It's it, again, like it's good. It's crude. It's like it's raw. I love it. These guys could have been big. They yeah, I, a I, better singer. They were I just think they had. I agree. I think they have potential. Good name. Yeah, they could have hired now. a better designer with a little bit more money for the album cover. But and this ended up on a, a decent name. This ended up on a compilation, Metal oh, Maniacs, okay. AXE. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was so another they, band we listened to that they were on that compilation. Yeah, so they, they had a little bit of love, a little bit of play in the beginning, but after two albums, just couldn't make it stick. Some of these guys just aren't from good cities for metal. You know, like, you can't get enough infrastructure to stay alive. That's My next band is like that. Yeah, no, and again, like, that, that's always the case. Like, you know, there, there's, like, so many bands competing and stuff, and, like, we have to, like, appreciate that. You know, the bands who that we love and we hear on vinyl and stuff, you know, once they get remastered and shit, like, these guys got produced. They got financing and money. This band, if they had a Bow Hill or if they had, like, a, a Rasmussen or, like, in the studio in Denmark, going like, okay, this is what we're going to turn you into. It's like, okay. And then the music, just imagine, like, the difference between, like, Kill Em All and ride the lightning. How did that happen? Did Metallica get no. better, like, songwriters by themselves? Yes. Go and listen to, like, the first Rat EP and then listen to, like, Out of the Cellar. All right, so I'm contributing the shortest like song. Year. I'm contributing the shortest song of the set here. From the... Uh, Seven minutes long. Three minutes and 23 seconds. You got your... You got your Arizona-based Sacred Reich, the song One Nation. I love Sacred Reich. I don't own, I've never in my life owned the Sacred Reich record. Um, but they were, a, they were a staple of uh, college radio when I was a kid. I think they're just really good. They're always going to be like the middle band on a three-band set. You know what I mean? But they, um, you know, they're credited as being kind of staples in, in, the, in the Phoenix, Arizona scene. Which is a tough scene. Um, a lot of good bands came out of there, but you know, thrash bands—they're—they're uh, they're among that on the early part of the new wave of, of American metal. Um, they broke up. They got back together. There's rumors of a new record coming out, but I don't know. I think a lot of these guys. I mean, we had talked to some of the some of the fellas we had talked to recently in interviews. You know, we kind of asked like. Is this the resurgence? I think we talked to John Bush. Like, is this when all these 40-year-old bands are like, hey, guess what? Um, let's do it. You know, I think a lot of these bands can work now, you know? And uh, Sacred Reich is one of them. I like it's- Sacred Reich a lot. I'm sorry, Sacred Reich a lot. I think they're they're a fun band. Yeah. Well, they, I think that, like, this song is not a great... Yeah, this song's not a great example of it, but... 
they're they've got a little bit of that anthrax style humor in what they do like the, the record surf nicaragua you know has like cool riffs cool you know vocals and all that but it's also surf nicaragua right right and the point of that whole thing too was like they were they were a little as as punk bands tend to be you know whether you're in dc or you're in la they're like politically engaged and stuff yes you know so like you know like the really sort of conscious punk music is like it's coming at you brutally but like the music it's humbling you, but like the lyricist and the singer is like giving you like messages about Gello or your, you know, uh, bad brain. Uh, they're 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 gonna like ask you to like think a little bit more, than, you know, like big drink beers and like clam dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So bigger bigger Reich is definitely like kind of kind of established, but it's, it's good to like you know think back on that too, like. For what, sure. What I mean, I think they're that? they're one of those bands that I think they were respected after the fact more than they were respected, you know, while they were kind of at the front of the forefront of the scene. I I, I remember them. Yeah, you 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 put them there like in, in the context of Anthrax. Like what I love about Anthrax too is like they were politically outspoken too in their in their music, and they could be goofy too. Yeah, it could definitely yeah, be good. for sure, for sure. But I, I mean, I, I appreciate that about about any band. Like, I, my favorite eras of hip hop, my favorite eras of of metal, is when thing, when people are really taking a stand uh, on politics and, and social issues. That's right, John. Is this you? It is the what last the? track of the night. A band called Sword. Pour one out not, for the sword. Not Ooh, sword. the sword. Not the sword. Yeah, this is sword. Sword. straight up just sword. Just sword. Yes. Just so I could just sword. put a the in front of my band. This and is a Canadian band that started out as a Kiss tribute band. Sweet drink. Instead, turned into a band that started to play originals. This is an album called Metalized. I think these guys are pretty good. And you know, strangely, just like a year and a half ago, so. Uh, David Ellison from Megadeth has has Combat Records, and this band reformed and put out a new album on Combat. <laughs> Not that anyone was clamoring for it. It's just <laughs> another sort of middle of the road. You know, here we are. Enjoy it for what it is. I don't think it's bad, um, but they were also just like a hundred other bands at the time. Like a thousand other bands. Yeah, it came out in 1986. Yeah, so in 86, apparently they opened for Metallica on the Masters of Pu- Master of Puppets tour. Probably just in Canada. Just in Canada, right. Right. They couldn't get visas. They're like, you guys suck, you're not leaving. <laughs> you're like, not leaving. We're, oh, we're here. We'll, we'll, we'll play for free. You know? <laughs> they played for a, a case of Labatt's. And, and again, that, that that's that's still the scene. Like, and did you know this? If you, you know, when you when you were like in a band and stuff, it's like that's like you're, you're taking out time from like the day that you, you know, you're working to like you know earn money. It's like this is your side hustle. Yeah, man. I had, leave, I had to leave that faculty meeting 40 minutes early so I could get the sound check. Right on a Monday like, night. These fans suck, but like. 
the fact that they suck, it's like it reminds them that it's really hard to like devote all of your attention to like the crap and, and to be a good and if it's not like so sweetly produced I don't know go back and listen to like a lot of early records they're a little raw I go back and listen to some rough, rough cuts from like uh, like any of the bands that are on like uh, you say rough cuts? Metal Mayhem like uh, the Twisted Sister rough cuts? no rough cut with two T's that's that's that, that, that's where they get it from. It's like a demo tape. Demo tape. Boombox band in garage press play. Yeah. A long album name. What's the name of the record? <laughs> I was just making a joke that he said band in garage boombox press play. That's that a does, long album name. That doesn't fit on the the label. And press record probably is a better time. <laughs> there you go. I like that sword song, though. It's not bad. And, and, and I totally got this downloaded from YouTube. And, and also, if, if people are like interested in like an interesting home pack, there is an MP3 converter where you can download entire albums from the internet onto your computer as MP3. So you don't have to like carry your computer around with you. Your audio is getting a little wacky. Are you on the right? moon? Yeah, where, where did you go? Did you run outside? <laughs> you go to the bathroom? He's broadcasting from Colin C that the Chili Peppers concert. We have to wait for him to orbit back over Philadelphia. Just wait. Like... <laughs> Earth to Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> this was a, a fun little romp, though, through those 12 tracks. This was nice. Not you know, it's, bad. It's nice. To, I mean, I, I, I was, I, I stopped keeping count because I, I really feel like if these songs were on and we were listening to them for the heck of it, they're good. It's right. fun. You know, if I mean, you're at a party and this is playing in the background, there's no record scratch with a what the fuck. Like, no, it's, it's right. fine. Not at all. Not at all. No, I, these aren't the get out of the house songs. As, as we have reached out to our friend Tony to find some Australian metal, right? putting that together Thanks, for Tony. us. Michael, I think you should put together no. Rot Guts 40. Rot Guts 40. Put together a list that we can put on the page Why did you do that if people want to go down this rabbit hole with you, or raccoon hole may it be. Raccoons don't live in holes. Yes, yeah, so raccoons make holes. Let's, let's, like live in trees. I feel like let, you're mixing let metaphors you here. be their guide. Through the through these dark waters, because no one knows this. <laughs> and do me a favor, put a voting link Thank on you, that, John. because I don't think it's going to work. I mean, it was, I, the thing a too, was like, it was, it was it, it, it really, it's you know, it was like, like it, does it, this well, list suck? <laughs> one to like narrow it to three, and also yes. like wanted to like edge in on like the new album, but like oh. also some of the stuff that I was wanted to pick, like heavy load and another band called Heavy Load. Just, That's a good one. Just, Oh, they're called Heavy Load. Like, look at their album covers. I have. And they're also, terrible. make sure you type in Heavy Load, the band. I was right. going to put Mad Anthony on that yeah, dude. because that dude, you got mentioned added the Mad to Spotify. Anthony, right? Yeah, yeah they're on there now. What are you talking about? Like a, I'm like talking a about a band that Mike and I saw when we were kids. That's sort of San Jose's answer to poison called Mad Anthony. <laughs> See, I 
and they have an album called Party Heaven, Hell, Whatever, that (laughs) you would absolutely hate. But Colin would be like, I've got to download this. Yes. Uh, There's only two albums on Little Caesar. Give that a spin. Is it an EP? No, it's an album. Uh, Because it's not here. It's, it's the cover is like a girl like in a champagne glass. Haven't we, haven't we listened Spotify. to them before? We spoke about them on an episode. Oh, okay. I don't think we I don't think we played it, but uh, they, 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 they were just like a great sort of like not big. Oh, band. I like see. Party band. Man, there it yeah. is. There it is. Party they heaven hell. And, and they were just they were, my type. Just my pretty type. good. On, they, they were more like a, a Van Halen sort of like rip off. Give that a spin, Colin. Right, I, I, I will. will. I will. Um. The wow. rock guts. Talk no, see, I, I, uh, I, when when I was in college, we played with a band called Mad Anthony Wayne and the Magnetic Jesus. That's a different band. Very. I'm thinking it totally is. Yeah. These guys were a very vocal answer to Poison. Yeah, they they were not the band that you were looking but for. But decent logo for vocals. Yeah. We we saw one of their shows. It seemed like we a, did. In like cactus something club. like a like a gymnasium. No, or? it was at the Cactus Club. <laughs> gymnasium before cactus. a WWF show Silly featuring string. Bob Backlund. I, I remember Bleachers or something, but like that that could have been like a Y&T show too. <laughs> I spent all my money on speed metal. Uh, Am I looking at the right band? No. Click what are you on? What service are you on? Spotify. Oh, the link's in the chat. Oh, I was looking. Oh, somebody got to get us out of here. I will get us out of here. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us this evening on the Middle-Aged Metalheads. You can all track down the tracks that we play for you. You can wait for Michael's list. You know, there's a holiday weekend coming up. You can settle in with a bottle of Rumpel Mints and Michael's <laughs> list. And just really think about... What bad follow us on instagram at metal podcast follow us on twitter if twitter exists by the time this episode comes out at m-a-m-h pod you can follow us on facebook just search middle-aged metalheads and uh lively banter daily thank you again for listening for david timoney and john harden myself thanks again we'll see you next week Matt Anthony's good. <laughs> Dude, I told you. Dude,